0: Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the good Old hockey podcast galley. This is episode number 18. Our podcast can now buy lottery tickets if you did it. I guess only 18 episodes, but you know what I mean. 18 episodes, damn. It's pretty much, I mean, we've been on a weekly basis, so we're around 18 weeks into the hockey season. Uh, Before we get into that, though, and what we've got for you guys this week, we got the end of the NFL season, um, which I'm ex- always excited for. One, it's a fun time just to watch Super Bowl and everything. But that also means that NHL playoffs are just that much closer. So, uh, Gally, how was your Super Bowl experience? What would you
1: do? Super Bowl was pretty good. Hosted a little uh, thing at my house. Did a lot of cooking on Saturday. Uh, nice. Made some buffalo chicken dip. Uh, some homemade spicy chili, cornbread, mm. guac. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was it was a kick-ass time. Had about 15-ish people over here and mm-hmm. watched the 49ers lose an OT. It was a decent game. I thought the first half was extremely slow. Like, I yeah. I fell asleep, like, first quarter. Not Did lie. you actually? Yeah, I was just so full. And I was so full because I was eating all day and yeah, drinking yeah. a little bit. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the, the start of the game was just so fucking boring. Just three and outs. It was just a big tactical field position sort of game. But uh yeah, I mean it was a good good weekend overall. Friday night went out a little bit. Didn't have a, a game on Sunday like I usually do, but uh That's yeah, besides it. that it was it was a good Super Bowl Sunday. Pretty successful uh event I threw at my house. But uh I, yeah, I mean how was how was how was your Super Bowl? I saw some some clips of uh some Forty ers fans oh. getting a little yeah.
0: upset. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I talked with Zach Voiceon. Of in the end zone, and uh, he was wanting to film his dad for each quarter because he went back home. Um, so he was filming his dad's reaction, and I was like, We got to get a Cody cam going because that man is very stressed when he plays, and it's just funny to watch. My heart does go out to him though, if he's listening. Um, it was a heartbreaking loss for the Niners. I know they just they couldn't get past the Chiefs in 2019, and yet again, they blow a 10 point lead. Um, but overall. I thought it was a fun game to watch. And honestly, if you're just a fan of football or a fan of sports in general, I thought it was, at least the ending was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's You could say the Niners choke, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just, I think, different next level. Um, it's not like he played an amazing game at all. But if you're the Niners, you cannot leave a team like the Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes in the race for that long. Got to take advantage, just like hockey. You can't let the Boston Bruins stay close in a tight game. You got to close them out when you can, uh, especially committing all those turnovers that the Chiefs did. But
1: yeah, one one hundred percent. It was a it was pretty crazy. It Went into almost went into double overtime. That would have been yeah. cool to see, but
0: that would have. Um,
1: yeah. I saw some Niners Niners staff and their coaches and players were a little upset because they're like, we didn't know the overtime rules. Which I feel like. If the fans do, then maybe the coaching staff should. But uh, Yeah,
0: if you don't know the fo- the overtime rules, maybe you should probably go study those. Because Yeah, well, because there there's new
1: ones it. this year, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that is fair. But also at the same time, like, that's just not a good excuse to say, oh, I didn't know the rules. It's like, well, you had all year to learn, and now you're complaining in the Super Bowl of all games that you didn't know how.
1: But yeah, dude, there's the it was the Taylor Swift bowl too. There should yeah, show <laughs> Taylor the, Swift yeah. quite a bit.
0: hmm And uh I spiked and my favorite part was Blake Lively, but um she's awesome. Uh but yeah, I mean honestly, from an honest perspective, I'm, I get people hate, can't stand seeing her, blah blah blah, whatever. I don't really give a shit. I think it's smart by the NFL to keep pushing her and doing yeah. that brings a new crowd and i feel like this super bowl was the most paid attention to ever even by girls um
1: 100 percent. You know, i see what they're, they're doing i'll say no comment on that though I, i'm not the biggest fan of showing taylor's
0: yeah <laughs> just yeah they, it's,
1: they, they've overdone it where they the, have okay yeah this is ridiculous it's it's yeah. not Notice. as much about these players that are been working their whole lives and yeah. sacrificing their bodies for for game after game, little and Super Bowl, it is smart from yeah. the NFL's perspective. I think, yeah, this as an example, and even like with the NHL bit a little bit with their celebrities, yeah, with the All Star game. Like I feel like leagues are gonna start really trying to draw in celebrities and highlight celebrities because it totally brings in a new crowd. That's like the perfect That's, way in today's yeah. world with how much like stardom people get on like social media and just. All over the place like if you're gonna get like a prominent celebrity in your game in your arena or dating one of your players like i think leagues that's are gonna cool. jump all over that oh yeah um i mean shit like the calgary flames hate McRae. you know like when have they ever gotten the spotlight but like yeah. she goes to one game and people start losing their shit I mean, nhl is yeah. posting about it next mm-hmm. thing you know she's an all-star captain that's like yeah what the what the fuck i mean i think the nhl exact did exactly what they kind of used with the NFL as an example and yeah. they were like, yeah. look at, look at what Taylor Swift's doing to the league. We can do this with, you know, Bieber and yeah Tate McCray, I guess, but I think yeah. this is going to continue with the MLB, the NBA. I think we're going to see a lot more celebrities showing up yeah. in, in the spotlight. Cause one, I mean, these celebrities get, you know, free screen time, publicity, probably a good chunk of money too. Oh yeah. Um, but then the leagues get new new followers. And like you said, I mean, I feel like a lot of people paid attention to the Super Bowl for that Taylor Swift factor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like whatever you want to call it, if it's scripted or not. I mean, I think there's a level to it. It's sports entertainment. At the end of the day, it's not just full-fledged sports. I think there is some sort of fixing in everything. I mean, you could say that about the NHL too with the draft or whatever you want to say. I'm not saying it was completely rigged. <laughs>
1: What did you think about the what you think about the halftime show?
0: Um I thought Usher was pretty like I thought it was pretty cool. I'm not, I mean, a huge fan of Usher. I used to listen to him when I was younger when he was popular. Um but I think like him bringing Will John and Ludacris out was kind of cool. Yeah, that um, was cool. I had heard Justin Bieber was supposed to come out. I thought that would have been cool personally, just because we watched them two, like, I don't know, kinda take over the world for that little stint of time back in, like, what, 2012?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I thought it would have been sweet if they had Justin mm-hmm. Bieber out there, but, yeah, it was... It was, I don't know. The Super Bowl, it was a mid-Super Bowl. I don't think it was that bad. It no. It was a decent game. I think there's some aspects that could have been better. I didn't think the commercials were that good. No. To be honest.
0: Ever since, honestly, ever since they started releasing commercials uh, before they actually aired, that's when it ruined... Like, that whole Creed one with... The Paramount Plus with uh, what's it called? Hey Arnold getting thrown at the side of the cliff like that was a Super Bowl commercial, but they leaked it like three weeks ago. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of dumb that they did that. Like it just takes away the woe factor, I guess. But I don't know. We're a new day and age, so.
1: Dude, what I'm excited for now is, it's Time for hockey in the NHL. Oh, yeah. Like shit's mm-hmm. starting to ramp up. We're getting closer yep. to the trade deadline. We're past All Star break. NFL mm-hmm. season's done. College football season's done. I mean, the NBA is that, right there with you with with the NHL too. Yeah, but I think the NBA is a little bit no better this year. Yeah, with the competition and kind of there's no like Golden State or you know it's yeah. it's not like the Lakers are gonna you know sweep house in the playoffs. I feel like a yeah. lot of the time the NBA is like that, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the postseason for both of those, those leagues, but specifically hockey because NHL playoffs, nothing beats that.
0: Yeah, no, nothing at all. I mean, you could say this Super Bowl is awesome to watch, which it is. It's a fun time. You get to gather all around, but at the end of the day, it's one game. And I don't know. I mean, I, that's the whole point of football. It's one game and you know, you got to come prepared. You got two weeks to prepare for this one game which is a cool aspect of the sport. And I think that adds to why it's so popular because you don't have to watch all 82 games. You can watch every single football game nowadays, especially you can catch every single game by paying what, two, $300 for red zone. Yeah. You can watch every single game. You could buy the MLB package and still never catch every single game unless you're some loser who sits at home all day watching baseball. Um, <laughs> But even then, like, I mean, say with hockey. There's no way you can watch every single game. Yeah. I mean, there is, but you're not going to get... <clears throat> it's so much easier to watch every football game than it is hockey, basketball, or baseball. And I think that's why football dominates. It's one... Well, Sunday's its biggest... Um, you know, You know, Sunday is for football. Saturday is college football. Monday is NFL football. Thursday is NFL yeah. football. Like, that only leaves us with so many time left but right now the NHL can capitalize and I feel like this league has been drama filled enough that we could not I don't think we're going to overtake basketball anytime within the next couple years but yeah with the way basketball has just been I feel like I don't know some of their marketing stuff they're just not doing a whole lot I think NHL needs to capitalize on that and push this sport because people do like it I mean everyone you always ask like, oh, what's the best sport to see live? Everyone always says hockey. Unless they yeah. haven't been to a game. If they haven't been to a game, then they won't say it. But I mean, I don't know. I love this sport, so I want more people to love it, but it's the way it goes. Um,
1: hands down just... the best sport to watch. Play yeah. Yep. Everything. Fall
0: <laughs> Not biased at all, by the way. But
1: yeah, um, not biased at all.
0: Yeah. Enough of the football, basketball talk. We can get back to hockey. So past week a little bit slower in the news um hasn't been as drama filled as it has been the past i feel like two months
1: i know so, i feel like uh, this past week's been like not nothing it feels like nothing even though it's uh-huh. kind of a regular week and stuff but I yeah. mean, compared to weeks before holy crap i mean not yeah. not as much drama at least but no. we do have some good headlines to talk about we do
0: we do and in this first one one of my favorite ones out of this week <sighs> is the empty net slap shot <laughs> on the from the Ottawa Senators against the Maple Leafs, obviously Canadian rivalry. Um, who was it that hit that slap shot? Uh, was it
1: Rid, Ridley Gregg?
0: Ridley Gregg, okay.
1: And then Morgan Riley just demolished him, yeah. And yeah. to be fair, I mean, I feel like there's kind of a code in the NHL, probably mm-hmm. shouldn't rip a slap shot from no. Not a all. slot into an empty net. No. But I also think there's kind of a code in not even just the NHL, but hockey and sports in general. Like, you can't be demolishing someone like that after the play. Yeah. But See, there's so many levels I, to this. Because yeah. like
0: I do, uh, one, I love the slap shot into the empty net against a Canadian rival. That's awesome. But Battle of Yeah, exactly. You're going to get your ass kicked, though. So I love what Morgan Riley did, and it was just like, hey, guess what? You're getting your ass kicked. I agree with that. I mean, there is some sort of code that these players have to follow, and especially respect-wise. But, at the same time, I think it's awesome. So, it's like, it's very, I don't know. I'm on both sides on this one.
1: I'm more on Ottawa's side, just because I don't really like the Leafs, and I think everyone knows that, and I I think a lot of people don't like the Leafs. But, I will say, like, how badly that that it was after the play it could have hurt really greg i mean i don't think yep. it did but it was very high cross checks to the head i mean holy shit i mean first of all i mean you're you're losing i think it was four to three you get scored on an empty net take the l you know you can't you you should be you're getting paid millions a year you're i know you're you're competitive and stuff but that makes you look bad makes your team yeah, look bad perfect. Um, I know like hockey is definitely a sport where there's very high tensions, but for Morgan Riley to do that, you know, I mean that, that's going to kind of tarnish his reputation around the league. I think it's going to kind of create some bad beef between Ottawa and Toronto, which I think is awesome. Um, but I mean, I, I'm just a little bit on t- Ottawa side. I do see Morgan yeah. Riley's point, yeah. but, but I mean, there could have been an injury right there. I think he's probably gonna get suspended too. Mm -hmm. Um, if anything, but I don't know. I mean, I think I've seen it before with some empty nets and kind of, you know, sometimes like after the whistle, players will shoot in the net and there's always a fight. But that was kind of a cheap shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think Morgan Riley is definitely more in the wrong just with how he cross-checked him in the head versus if he had given him a little gut buster and just done it right there. Hurts a lot. Um. Yeah, but across the head, like that's just dangerous play. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's not the best look for you, especially. You know. I mean, also Toronto. Maybe you guys shouldn't go down to the fucking Ottawa centers who are last. In the <laughs> and like, don't don't lose a game to them. Like, come on. Um, but that slap shot was also, wow. Like he wasn't, it wasn't like far away slap shot either. He was like right in front of the crease and just.
1: Oh, it was, it was cocky. It was for sure intentional, yeah. yep. but also I'm, I'm excited for the next Senators Leafs game. It's going to be electric. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've seen yeah. this with the, with the flames and, and Oilers. I've seen this with the, with the pens and flyers. I mean, and even like the Bruins and Canadians, you know, I mean, there's certain rivalries where I wouldn't say Ottawa and Toronto is like the biggest rivalry, but I mean, shit. Now it's, I think there's going to be some people watching their next game. So that's one thing, but I also think Morgan Riley did it out of frustration. I mean, the Leafs have been so inconsistent, not performing up to people's par this season, so I feel like that kind of also had to add into it, but I mean, either way, I just feel like that stuff's kind of shouldn't be in the game. It's kind of, it's something that, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the drama and stuff, but just the fact that it was a very high hit cross check to the head. Yeah. Still still kinda on Ridley's side just because of that reason. I do see Morgan Riley's point, but you shouldn't have he shouldn't have gone that hard because that could have seriously screwed someone up and then No, it could have. Yeah, that that would be not good if if he did injure someone and um, you know, I think people would probably not be on his side as much if he did injure someone. So glad he didn't get injured.
0: Yeah, glad everyone's safe. I think he's looking at like a six game suspension right now. So it could be tough for the Leafs going forward. I mean they've been very you know sitting at that three spot this whole year so hopefully it doesn't hurt them too well actually i do hope it hurts them a little bit because i don't like leaps <laughs> either but yeah i mean moral of the story don't lose to the senators and that won't happen to you but moving on Um Connor bedard we saw some headlines today especially uh today's monday that we're filming it so if things have changed since then don't come at us because it's Monday right now and we're filming. So we've had some uh, grief in the past about things changing. But the tough part about news is that it changes every day. So as of right now, Bedsy is supposed to return to the lineup next week, supposedly, if everything goes according to plan. Um, but <clears throat> the thing that shocked me was, well, one, we've talked about just his injury as a whole and how it's going to affect you know, the Calder standings, anything like that. And when I saw that he's coming back, I went and looked at the leaders for rookies. Bedard's still on top. This guy has, uh, where is it? He's got 33 points, right, still. Uh, mm-hmm. Brock Faber, who's in second, who was my pick for the takeover for Bedard. Um, he's got 51 games played and 31 points. Bedard only has 39 games played. So faber got... As a defenseman, a though. That faber is a yes. defenseman, so... yes. It is tougher, and, like, I think it's still going to be, you know, I don't think it'll be a clean house unless Bedard comes back and is scoring a point per game. Um, like he, I mean, what? He had 33 points in 39 games, which is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's still crazy that he's still on top. Um, Yeah, 100%. Think,
1: I'm surprised no one surpassed him, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I think his return is also very soon, too. Like, I don't think that, um, like, this is a really quick, not quick return, but he's kind of on track cause he has missed, I think six weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know before a little bit before the all-star game, they had said he was going to be out another six weeks, but that could have just been precaution or whatever. Um, but he was supposed to be practice. Well, he's been practicing, but now he's going to be, he's not going to be wearing the no contact Jersey anymore. Um, which will be good. So We'll see how that pans out, but do you think Connor Bedard then is still a lock at Calder if he's coming back still on top?
1: I think if he comes back next week and he's playing at his level, he was playing before, I think he's a lock. Like yeah. 100%. I am curious to see his timetable and when the Hawks do return him. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we've never seen him come off an injury. Yeah, um, He's probably going to be playing with a bubble or a cage which might make him better because he's played pretty good with the the (laughs) Cajun bubble before. But yeah, I think think if he's coming back in the next two weeks, I'd give it the next two weeks. If he's within the next two weeks and comes back, he will win Calder. I mean, he's just so good. He's a step above all these other rookies. Yeah. I know my homie, Connor Zary. You know, I was really rude for him to get Calder. And um, Brock Faber is probably the next second place, uh, Mm -hmm. next up um which is gonna be kind of in brock faber's uh wheelhouse to kind of you know get to bedard's level and make a case for himself for the calder because like i said before i mean he's a defenseman um you know he's not gonna be the front and center of the team like uh conor verdard is of of the hawks so that's another aspect of it i mean the wild have plenty of good players they got zugarello they got Caprizov, Marc-Andre Floyd, big names that have been yeah. in the NHL for a minute. So um, that's that's another thing about Brock Faber. I feel like he kind of flies on the radar for a lot of people in terms of this. I mean, I do know the hockey world knows that he's one of the favorites, but yeah, um, yeah it's going to be, I think if he comes back in the next two weeks, he should win Calder. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But yeah. if it does last, say, until March, I think it's still anyone's to win. But we're gonna need a big, you know. I feel like Bedard went out, and a lot of the rookies stopped scoring as much. Yeah. So definitely. we're gonna need one of them to to step up and.
0: Yeah, they weren't. I feel like they were only. I mean, they weren't too far off of him, but I mean, I guess looking at Brock Favor, he's got fifty-one games played versus Bedard's thirty-nine. So he's got what, twelve games on him? Yeah. Brock does. Which, I mean, obviously, I don't think these rookies are going to go out and score a point per game besides Bedard. He's the only one that I could see coming out and scoring a point per game. Um, So it's not like... I guess I thought Bedard was just going to miss more. Um, So we'll see. I mean, again, this could change. He could be out of the lineup. Or he might take another month. We don't know. It is all up in the air. So I guess we'll see. But uh, another... You know, I don't know if we've actually talked about this guy. Well, we have a little bit. Alexander Ovechkin. He, in the last five games, has had a goal every single game. Um, Again, this is Monday. So, if anything's changed till then, that's why. But, <laughs> before that, he had... What was it? I think I wrote it down. Um, Before, he had 43 games played and only 8 goals from Alexander Ovechkin, which is... Definitely one of his slowest starts, uh, if not the slowest start he's ever had. Um, Yeah. But five goals, five games. I mean, do you think he's back? Do you think he's going to maybe not keep that up a goal per game, but do you think he's the second half of the season? Do you think he's going to have more than eight goals?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, he's on pace for 21 goals right now. I think he could crack that 30 mark if he keeps this up. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see if he does because i mean five goals five games that's that's more like ob that would be everyone knows yeah i do think he's back i think it maybe he had to shake off the rust a little bit i mean this guy is old he's an old burn nhl player yeah. i would say he's 38, 38 39 yeah. mm-hmm. um so i would say he's back i i hope he's back too i know yeah. the capitals are are struggling a little bit this year um but I mean, holy shit! Twenty-one goals projected. I mean, that's the lowest he'll ever have in his career. It worries me because I'm like, oh my god, is this the end of Ovi? Like, is he de- yeah. is he degrading? Like, oh yeah. my gosh! I wanted. To, I think everyone wants to see him beat Gretzky's goal record. But uh, yeah, I, I think that he can crack. If he can crack thirty, he's back. He's still at where he is. Yeah. If he doesn't get to that twenty-five mark, I think there's a little worry. For the Capitals and just the hockey world in general, if he is going to make it, because that's a huge drop off from I think the year before. Uh, Last year he scored forty two goals, so Mm. yeah, that's a that's a pretty big drop off. Um, but what do you think? Do you think Um, Ovi's back?
0: Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think he's like you said, just had a slow start, and I don't. I mean. I think if he cracks 30, like you said, I think it's a successful season after having that slow of a start, or at least, you know, to keep chugging. Um, let's see. Right now he's at 13 goals. If he pots another 17, 16 goals, he's going to be at, oh gosh, <clears throat> 835 plus 16. What is that? I need Zach. Jesus. Uh, 851? Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, okay. we'll say it. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll just say 851 for example, right? 851, and he's gotta get to 894 to tie Gretzky. So he's gonna need another 40 goal season the next year. He's gonna be 39. Um, I mean, I think this season's really gonna show because I, I mean, I, nowadays, I mean, he could who knows he could be playing till he's 41, 42, and it's not yeah. that. Oh. He doesn't need to be putting up forty goals to be playing in the NHL. He's Alexander Ovechkin. He can play for as long as he wants, like Jagr did. Um,
1: that is his ability, though. Like that's yeah. Ovechkin's ability is like goal scoring. It always has been, yeah, for the true. most part. Like don't get me wrong, he's he's had some excellent seasons where he has a lot of assists. Yeah, um, but like that's his that's his like thing is scoring goals. So it's like yeah. if he t- if he starts degrading in that aspect. I have a little bit of a worry, but I do think he's gonna really strive to get that. I think he wants to get that. Um so I, I think he will still achieve Gretzky's record, but yeah, it wasn't looking too hot for the him this season. But I think he's he's shaking the rust off a little bit more, get him a few empty netters here and there, mm-hmm. get some OB power play goals. Yeah. I think I think we could see him at least getting to, you know, that thirty goal mark, and I think he he's gonna be good good. And yeah, I think, you know, four more seasons, 20 to 35 goals. I mean, he's got that in the book. So as long as injuries don't drag him down too much, I think, I think he's got it.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think, when do you think he's going to break Gretzky's record? What
1: year? I'm going to say 2026, early 2026.
0: Okay, like around this time, yeah. like two
1: years. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna be what? So I mean, fifty goals away. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'd say early twenty twenty six. We'll we'll say February
0: eleventh. Okay, <laughs> right on the date twenty twenty six. All right, we'll see it. We'll see. Um, I mean, how old was Gretzky when he retired?
1: Oh, I, I want to say is. His 18th or 19th season. Um, he probably, so he was he was 38. He yeah, he wasn't too old.
0: He, I mean, obviously that's a different era. And, you know, I think nowadays with the way these NHL players take care of their bodies and athletes in general, I mean, you can look at LeBron James right now, who's, what, 37, around the same age. um, And he's still an athletic motherfucker for 38, you know. So, these athletes definitely take care of their, body, their bodies a lot better. I mean, I don't know if you've seen all these interviews with Gretzky, especially more recently. And he's like, man, like, I was eating McDonald's before games. Like, you know. I mean, yeah,
1: 100%. I know yeah, Gretzky's just, been all around the podcast lately. Yeah. Media.
0: Um, yeah, it's been awesome to see. I mean, he's, like, I feel like he was pretty sheltered, but we didn't hear a whole lot from him, especially in the 2000s. I feel like when I was growing up, like, he was a coach for the Coyotes, but that didn't ever turn out. And now that he's on TNT with Biz and stuff, I feel, I feel like yeah. it's been awesome to see him.
1: It's, it's so awesome um, to see Gretzky.
0: Yeah. So, that's been cool. But, so, what was I saying about that? Um Well, yeah. So, Gretzky was 38 when he got that record, or at least set that record. Um So, in a sense, I mean, obviously, Gretzky's always going to be the GOAT, even if Ovi passes him. Um, but that kind of gives Gretzky that little, like, hey, you know what? I was 38. This guy beat me when he was 40. So gives him that extra little thing.
1: Yeah, until um, Austin Trushing. Matthews catches up.
0: That too. We can see that soon. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but yeah, um, different Matthew, now that you say that. But uh, on the next topic, Matthew Kuchuk, uh, This season, I feel like he has definitely stepped back a bit, at least just in terms of like production. Um. I was obviously, after the last year, last playoff performance he had, he was on track to be. I mean, he already is a superstar, but he was definitely, you know, especially in the media, he was a big talk. He was on NBA TNT promoting the NHL playoffs, which I thought was awesome. Um, but now, in the last, what was it, before January 1st, he had 36 games played and 27 points. But which since isn't new year, isn't that
1: bad? Too. No, that's not to be fair. No, 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 that's not no. incredibly bad.
0: <laughs> it's not up to his standard though. Like one hundred
1: percent, yeah,
0: yeah. Thirty six games, twenty seven points. That's so less than a point per game, which again isn't bad at all. He's not like he's fallen off at all.
1: Sixty one points per year at that pace, which is not Chuck's standard. No, not
0: not for someone that's getting paid. What's he getting paid? Eight eight a year? Eight mil?
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, eight or nine.
0: Yeah. For the Panthers, you don't want that from your eight mil a year player. But in the last 15 games, he has also had, since January 1st, 15 games, he's had 27 points. So he's kind of flipped the script a bit. He didn't make the All Star game this year, which I was kind of disappointed just to not see him there because I thought last year with him and Brady was awesome to see. Um, yeah. Obviously, you got to give it to Rhino, Sam Reinhart, who was, or is still lighting up the league in terms of a player, especially at his age and caliber. Like, I don't know. He was always just kind of floating by. Good player. Yeah, I think but Reiner
1: has 39 goals. That's does. fucking crazy.
0: He's three goals behind Austin Matthews, who everyone's that's, raving about, well, who we've raved wild. about. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if a teammate is like that, he's going to go to the All-Star game before you. But <clears throat> it is good to see him Kachuk be, you know, back to that level. I know you as a Flames fan, even though he's gone, love him. Um I as a just as a player, I love his game. His dad was awesome. Um I just yeah. like his style of play where he's you know, he's still superstar, great player, but he also gets in the other team's head. Um, which I think is funny.
1: Oh, definitely. Especially dude. I mean
0: the playoffs solidified that. But even his time in Calgary, like yeah he was he was awesome
1: um, yeah I miss I miss Kachuk so much man like it's it's tough but uh yeah, yeah he's been lighting it up since January 1st yeah I mean 27 points in 15 games that's that's what sounds a lot more like Kachuk and what the Panthers yeah. traded for and yeah, yeah it sucks man I mean every single day goes by Calgary Flames fans missing more and more and more yeah um it's tough that uh, we have Jonathan Huberto and in yeah. replacement, but Jonathan Huberto is playing a little bit better since Kuzmenko's got traded there, so that's, that's on the up and up. Um They actually had a three four-game win streak until it got broken by the damn Rangers tonight. Mm. Sucks, but yeah, that's my side note for the Flames. Always have yeah. to give a <laughs> side note right? for the Flames. Yep. But yeah, uh, yeah going, um, going back to Kachuk, man, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the season, but let alone... Yeah the playoffs is going to be sweet because the Panthers are sitting pretty good. I think they're second they in are. their division right now. So
0: they are right behind, Bo- not right behind, but they're behind Boston only by a couple points. points. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for playoffs, especially Matthew in the playoffs. I think, I don't know at some point, like we'll see this year, I guess if he turns it on again and I don't know if he's able to even come close to what he did last year with the Panthers.
1: That's crazy. I think
0: we've got ourselves a new, like, just playoff persona, I guess, of him. Like, you know. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I think the Panthers definitely are setting up well, especially with this late season push and you know, Sam Reinhardt is doing well and now Kachuk is doing well. Boston, if I were you, I'd be afraid.
1: Something I'm curious about, which I just thought of. I mean, we're we mentioning Reinhardt and Matthews. With Reinhardt's got 39 goals, Matthews got 42. How many 50 goal scorers are we going to get in the league? Because I mean, we got Kucherov with 33, Pasternak with 33, McKinnon with 32. I mean, those are pretty high totals. Yeah. The, the are... next, you know, three players after that are pretty pretty high totals. I'm sure Reinhardt and Matthews are going to get no problem get into 50, but I think we might have five. Five plus fifty goal scorers this year. Yeah, I think that's totally doable, crazy. and that would be yeah, that would be nuts. Like, yeah, in this I mean, day and age was... to have that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think again, McDavid overshadowed a lot of people last year. He had what sixty four goals. Yeah, yeah. And I think Pasta was right there with like sixty or fifty nine. Like Pasta wasn't that far off in terms of goal. I think what did Matthews? Have? I think he had forty. I think Cha Tage Thompson had if not fifty, he had like forty nine uh last year. So I mean, I think again, we're yeah. definitely in the golden age of hockey. And I mean this whole term of golden age, which I've been I don't know, thinking about a lot just in terms of all the all the sports. Like they talk about that with basketball too, like oh this is the golden age. Um I think it's also just how these sports are all progressing. I mean Hmm. You could say, I don't know, when the other one before would be, but especially for hockey, like if you put right now is the golden age. What would you say the golden age before that was? The eighties with Gretzky. Yeah, I'd probably mean, say the
1: eighties. Gretzky Lemieux. I mean, that's that's a difficult question. Tough, I feel like I question. feel like the eighties, though. Definitely, yeah. I feel like that was such a transformative time for for hockey was. in general, just in terms of speed. And I think yeah. there's a lot of players that really were separated from others in the '80s yeah. and kind of excelled the game. Um, I don't know, man. Though I don't know, it's it's hard because yeah. I mean, I could I could say the I mean, '70s too. I could 2010s. see the, I could say the '90s. I think the the 2000s can't really say that because of the lockout was was during yeah. then and. I just feel like the walkout changed so much with the NHL. Yeah, It's kind of I mean, transformed the 2010s period, so. were.
0: I mean, think of the stars. that. I mean, Sidney Cosby is still a star now, but <clears throat> that was a lot of time when Sid and Ovi was doing crazy things. So, I mean, it's hard. I think we're going to see a next, I mean, after all these players <laughs> retire now that are in their, pro, like, I think it's only going to get better from here. Like that's truly yeah. what I think sports, you can look back at 1950s hockey, 1950s basketball and be like damn this game has changed a lot um and i'm curious to see in another 40 30 years we're going to be old heads looking back <laughs> on that, damn. like these kids nowadays are i don't even know what the future holds because i feel like it's already as good as it can get but who knows maybe all of them are going to be freaking as fast as mcdavid um which yeah. i feel like gonna have to be but yeah i guess we'll see the only time will tell with that one but I don't know. I've been thinking about like that whole golden age term and how it's thrown around. <clears throat> I just think the game just keeps getting on better, which is a good thing for sports. You know, you don't want the same old thing every year. Um,
1: yeah. No, I think we're definitely in a, I mean, the NHL has, in terms of media too, I think the media deals that the NHL have structured around have really increased, Yeah. you know, one in viewership, but the cap space is increasing, um, or yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cap space. I don't know if that's a term, but you know that that cap's going up every year. Yeah, um, so that shows growth in the league. But we also got expansion teams happening. I mean, yeah. shit, we got a bunch of expansion talks now after the yeah. whole Salt Lake thing went down. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, re- or maybe relocation. We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I know Gary. I think at the All Star game was talking about Atlanta again, and he was like, yeah. maybe Atlanta, maybe not Atlanta. I don't know. Uh, I mean." Yeah,
1: I feel like we've talked about Atlanta. Yeah, they've already tried it twice, three times. Is it gonna work? I don't know. I just I feel like they're gonna need a decent roster and a decent team because the Thrashers never had a good team. The Atlanta Flames never had a good team. I think yeah. they're gonna need a good team, kind of like a a Vegas knights run. I don't know if they're gonna make the Stanley Cup or anything, but like, yeah, I think the threat I don't even know if the Thrashers won a single round in the playoffs ever. They did have That's some good thing. players like Ilya Kovachuk, yeah, be- Dustin Bufflin. They had Evander Kane even like in his rookie mm-hmm. years. but Danny um, Healy before he... Yeah, I think I think Atlanta is going to have to really have something that stands out for them to have su- su- success again. Whether it's like yeah. a prolific player like McDavid, Crosby, Bedard, um, or they're going to have to have team success. Because I think if they don't have that, it's just going to be another repeat.
0: Yeah, and they've, I remember in Gary Bettman's speech in the, at the All-Star Game, or at least the press conference thing, when he was talking about Atlanta, he was, and I've mentioned this, he was talking about seeing the success and how the Braves have done since they've moved. Because the Braves used to sit That's true. right in downtown Atlanta wasn't, you know, one, Atlanta, I don't know if you've ever been, but the traffic there fucking blows. <laughs> um, To get down there would suck. But Uh Truist Park with a brace player outside of Atlanta more in the suburbs. Um so if they try out there and kind of
1: it's a sick park too. I've been there. It is such such a good time. Yeah.
0: Truist Park, yeah. And they've got the whole like, you know, it's like a city basically in that little park. They've got shops, restaurants, all that stuff. They pop an NHL stadium out there too. I mean, shit. Couldn't hurt. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean it's To to grow the game, you got to get in those places that hockey's not popular. And I'm sorry, Canada, but you guys all love hockey, and I know that they bitch and complain about not having NHL teams. But those fuckers care so much about their junior hockey teams, which I do love. I love that they pack those barns, burn them down. Um,
1: I still think Quebec City should have a team.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean,
1: but I think I think the biggest thing that's holding back canadian team or quebec city is just the economy i just think canadian dollar is a lot weaker than the u.s dollar there's a lot less people up there Uh, and i know hockey's so extremely popular up there it's it's the nation's sport but um i just feel like in terms of population wise profitability i mean these these other markets in the u.s are just so much more sought after and sought after by players you know i don't think there's i think only a handful of players that truly want to play in Quebec city. Yeah. Um, But I think you could say the same for Arizona.
0: That's true. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of markets that, you know, kind of would be like, well, it's kind of, I mean, Atlanta too, you know, it's, I think the biggest thing that's holding Canadian teams back is the economy. Like you said, and a lot of those players like Willie Nylander who just signed a what? 12 and a half, 11 and a half. Million year deal is making after taxes as much as Matthew Kachuk is, who signed an $8 yeah. million a year contract. So, no state tax kinda, in Florida. Yeah. You kind of see why these players don't want to play for these Canadian teams, especially their dollar just doesn't fly as much. Some of them love playing there, and I love that they do that. But I think as Gary Bettman with his money eyes, I don't know that he's going to green light that Quebec City team, but. We will see.
1: Yeah. Going back to the Flames, I think the Flames need to build Russian and Canadian roster. No Americans. No American (laughs) players. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, those American players are definitely, I mean, they understand. Yeah. um, About why. So, that's a good, it's a good, uh, it's called strategy though. To just, (laughs) they don't know any difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hope,
1: Um, I hope that they they start doing that because we've got, we've got the, yeah, the Americans the just leave you guys. Yeah. By Kachuk and, and Goudreau. Maybe yeah. not by Kachuk as much, but. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still is painful to this day.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Uh, our last segment here. Um, now that the trade deadline is slowly but surely approaching us, trade deadline is March 8th. It's now February 12th. Um, we're going to kind of talk about this probably until that trade deadline because I'm sure. The rumors we're going to start getting here in the next couple of, I don't know, weeks are going to be you know, centered around that trade deadline because oh. I feel like last year we had a pretty eventful trade deadline. I mean, Patrick Kane getting dealt away from the Chicago Blackhawks, his home team. Um, who else was a big one? Ryan O'Reilly going to Toronto. Um, we had some interesting... Oh, Tarasenko too. I mean, but now all those players are on different teams, which is actually crazy if you think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those 100%. Big names
0: all left those teams. Yeah. But so I guess just starting ahead.
1: out, I feel like the yeah. biggest free agent that a lot of people have been talking about and the Pens have no calf space is Jake Gensel. Yeah. Are they like, are the Penguins going to split up from like their, their Malkin and Crosby duo? I mean, yeah. signing Carlson is this that really hurt their cap space too yeah and it it left no room (laughs) for Jake Gensel so yeah I my pick is I think he's going to get traded I don't think the the pens have enough cap space I think he's going to get traded to the Minnesota wild and I think that the pens are going to get either lots of draft picks um or prospects I will say this because Jake Gensel has Minnesota roots and I feel like that's the one location um he could potentially go to. I do think the Wild have lots of good players that could trade up for him too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like the Minnesota Wild's window to win is gonna be in the next five years or so with Caprizov, mm-hmm. Zugarello, Matt Boldy, Brock Faber. Yeah. You know, they're gonna start to be creeping into their primes. So yeah. Um I really and you know, if you add Jake Gensel to that that's that's a pretty star-studded roster. And I feel like the yeah. Minnesota Wilds kind of lacking on offense. So I think I feel like that's kind of a win-win for both the Pens and the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I feel like a lot of people always are biased towards where a player's from and he's going to get traded there. But I just feel like the state of hockey would love to have Gensel back. And I think vice versa, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, Gensel yeah, I like- won
1: cups there, too in the with for the pens, so i yeah, feel like it's true. nothing too sour and yeah i mean the pens kind of screwed him over by signing carlson in my opinion yeah so
0: no that is true i don't think it'd be a sour taste i mean i think it'd be a farewell a probably a happy farewell um and <clears throat> i think honestly minnesota is probably the best place for him to go um just in terms of like looking around the league and like what teams need um and especially, like, you want a player like him to be successful and on a successful team. I think the Penguins, I mean, where are they sitting right now in the standings, do you know?
1: They're not standing too too hot, necessarily. I think that they're maybe kind of a fringe playoff team. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they're only seven points behind Detroit for that second wildcard spot, so they could still kind of be in in contention but yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see those wild card spots go up because i mean the the leafs got 60 points the red wings have 60 points and then there's like there's like four or five teams within 10 points of those those two teams in the wild card so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there but i do think the pens are gonna i wouldn't be surprised if they they move him if they they keep kind of not having a good season by trade deadline because there's a chance he might walk and i don't think the pens want to do that so it's gonna be interesting to see where they they place him and i mean Minnesota's not doing too good but they're they're only seven points out of out of the playoffs as well but i just think i think that would be more of a long-term move kind of yeah. maybe even a sign and trade trade and sign situation um, but yeah, that's that's my take for for Jake Gensel. What what do you think for him?
0: Yeah, no, like I said, I think Minnesota's a good spot for him. I think the Penguins need to, as sad as it is, kind of clean house a bit. I mean, thank you personally as a Sharks fan for taking Carlson's salary off of our hands. I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and I get what they're doing. They're kind of, I think, just putting all the chips in and you know, rolling the dice. And I mean, I think if they get a playoff spot, I don't know. I mean, it's not totally crazy that they can make a run with the amount of talent they do have. uh, Mm -hmm. Or at least experience that they have. But I don't know. I mean, I think you kind of, you're going to lose Jake Gensel either way. I don't think they're going to be able to resign him just with money. So, I mean, I think getting rid of him and yeah, getting some draft picks in return. And I think Minnesota... like you said, are in their prime, need to capitalize on that um, and can kind of get away with getting rid of some of those future picks to solidify someone like Jake Gensel on their team, I think is a good spot. So um, up next, though, uh, Chris Tanev, if you want to take the lead on that.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think he's probably one of the most prolific names getting thrown out there right now obviously coming up to exp- expiring contract at the end of this year for the Flames. Uh, a lot of Flames defensemen are in that conversation with Hanifin too. Lindholm just got traded. I think the the Flames are going to be some sellers upcoming. Yeah. But they do have some very good pieces to trade away. I think Hanifin would probably get a little bit more of a return than Chris Tanev just because Hanifin's age. Mm-hmm. being I think he was 28 or 29. But Tanev... My prediction is he's going to get traded and he's going to the Leafs. That's, that's my prediction. Unless, unless the flames do very good up until the trade deadline and they actually do have a chance to make a deep run. Um, I think it would be stupid for the flames not to trade away either Hannafin or Tanev. Um, but that's my take on that. What, what about you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like you said, the flames trying to get rid of their D and I mean we talked about this last week just kind of how the Flames need to take that I don't know reset approach a bit more and kind of lean into the rebuild um I don't really have a leading team that I think Chris Tanev could fit well with um personally from what you've written down i like to see him maybe with the Devils they could use some help at least right now um and, I mean, I don't think yeah, the Devils... That's another team that's getting thrown
1: game. around for him.
0: So. Yeah. I think the Devils... I mean, they don't have their the Cup roster right now. I don't think that they're going to... You know, I mean, I think if they can make a couple deep runs for the next two years, you kind of get, A, experience, but also get some players to want to play for them. Um, so I think Kristana would be a good addition for the Devils.
1: 100%. And then, uh, yeah, it looks like last on our list... Uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be kind of doing this too in our next, uh, episodes kind of leading up to the trade deadline. Yeah. Cause I'm sure there's going to be lots of players yeah, and rumors names, and all sorts of news breaking. Um, but Vlad Tarasenko is our, our last player. He's on a one year deal with the senators right now. And I, I think this year didn't go as planned for the senators. I thought they, I think yeah. their management and players thought they're going to have a lot better of a year. I yeah. do think Vlad Vlad Tarasenko is going to get moved. So all three of these players that we're talking about today are going to get moved. But yeah, if anyone, I'd probably say... I could see him going to the Kings. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's going to have to be some sort of return, cap space retained. I think the Kings just makes sense. I think they 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 would love to have more scoring more offensive depth they've been kind of struggling the past month month and a half so i think if they did have a roster shakeup, um you know i think that's going to be beneficial i think they you know they already replaced their their coach recently um but you know with the other teams that i think are in contention the stars and knights i I think that there's going to be a high profile team that's going to get tarasenko and that he's going to add to their scoring so Yep. I think out of all those teams, though, the LA Kings need need scoring. I think they need to shake up, even with some yep. other players on their roster. So I could see Vlad Tarasenko going to that. Kings are totally in a playoff spot, and I think they'll make the playoffs. So yep. that's my take on on Tarasenko. But uh, I don't know. Do you see Tarasenko getting moved?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like we said a little bit earlier, how <clears throat> I think Ottawa, clearly, this season did not go well for them and what they've been looking for. Um besides. I the really don't... Yeah, besides the other night. That was fun. <laughs> but um I don't know. I mean personally, I really don't know what the Ottawa Center should do. Do they lean towards a rebuild and get rid of some of these players that they've I don't know, like kind of developed the last couple I mean, Brady Kachuk's what, twenty five? I don't think you get rid of him necessarily. He's no, your captain. No,
1: no, you can't. Especially not this I, year. I don't think they do a rebuild, but I think moving Tarasenko for an asset or maybe a prospect would not be a bad move and wouldn't just totally reset them into a rebuild. But I just feel like Tarasenko's at that age where it's like he wants to win. He wants to win another cup again. So I feel like it's going to kind of come from his party that he wants to part ways. Cause I think if he, if they don't trade him, he's going to go to another team in the off season. I don't really see him resigning with the senators. So I
0: think for the I One, I don't like the Kings, so I don't know if I could put him on the Kings. Even if the Sharks aren't doing well. This year, I still don't want to see them succeed. So, what I do want, though, is for Joe Pavelski to have a Stanley Cup ring. So, I think Tarasenko should go to the Stars. I feel like that is a really good fit for him. Yeah. For Tarasenko. Um, you know, I mean, Tarasenko's definitely up there in age. Um, but, I mean, I think he could still be a good second Maybe third line player on the that Stars roster. I mean, the Stars have a lot of offense. Um, they could probably use some defense, but I mean that Stars team. I mean, they got Jay Cottinger. really good goaltender. Um, their defense isn't horrible, um, but adding Tarasenko is a piece, as long as you don't give up too much as star as the Stars, because I mean you. Again, with the stars, you're kind of in this weird bubble where, I mean, they've got maybe, well, I was going to say five years, but I mean, they've got some good young players that can definitely keep them afloat for longer than that. So it's tough to say. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think the center should keep Tarasenko at all. Like you said, he's in a spot where he wants to win, um, keep playing at a high level. And I just don't think Ottawa is the place for him. I know he signed there in the off season. I think he personally should have stayed with the Rangers, but um Yeah. I don't know. We'll see where he goes, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kinda of tough right now. We just don't know too much. But yeah. definitely as the weeks go on until I mean pretty much a month from now will be the trade deadline. I know we're gonna have some stuff to talk about, so <clears throat> we'll definitely just keep an eye out for that rumor mill and just see what's churning. But do you have anything you want to say, Galley, to our listeners before we head out of here?
1: No. Go Plains, per usual. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, hockey's ramping up now. It's starting to get into, you know, kind of a playoff push for a lot of teams. So we're going to be seeing lots of great hockey, some oh, yeah. tense hockey. But uh, I'm also excited for, you know, some college hockey to start ramping up and yep. the frozen Ooh, four to, to, to happen next pot. month. So yeah I'm, I'm excited for that and um yeah Beanpaw is recently I know that was electric but all of that I'm really excited for and um yeah it's it's going to be a sweet end of the season you know mm-hmm. this last half of the season is going to be kick ass I can't wait there's still so many teams that could make the playoffs so many teams that couldn't yeah. um and I think there's going to be lots of movement in the trade deadline just the landscape of the NHL how it is nowadays but also, I mean, I just I think that, you know, as we go on, it's gonna be way closer games and I think there's gonna be a lot more fights and bullshit. So yeah. Exciting. No, for I it. agree.
0: Yeah. I, I am so hyped for just these next couple months and it's already I mean what? Shit, we get playoff hockey in like two months.
1: Yeah. Holy Literally.
0: shit. That just clicks. That's, That's insane. Yeah. 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 I mean, Again, playoff hockey's. I mean, I hope everyone listening knows this, but, you know, I think it's the best sport playoff that there is. March Madness is pretty fucking fun. I will give it that. Um, yeah. But NHL playoffs <laughs> are just something else. So if it's anything like last season, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, Just a reminder, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music as well. And if you're over on one of those platforms, you can see our beautiful faces on YouTube as well if you want to catch all the video stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're going to be pumping out some clips and stuff. Hope you guys have been liking those on Instagram. If you aren't following that, go check us out on all those platforms. Link is in the description there, whichever platform you're listening on. Um, But yeah, we've got some good stuff ahead of us. We need to talk about June and start planning for that because I think we've got some future stuff in the works. So, uh, we did say it on another podcast, but you guys got to go back and listen to it and find out what we're talking about. So, um, (laughs) but other than that, keep your head out or keep your head up and keep looking out for those trade rumors because we will be talking about them. So, until next time, Gally, we'll see you guys next week and hope you guys have a great rest of your week.